Welcome back to the 10 Blocks Podcast. I'm Brian Anderson, the editor of City Journal. Joining me on today's show is John McGinnis. He's been on the show before. He's the George C. Dix Professor in Constitutional Law at Northwestern University Law School. He's a contributing editor of City Journal, and he's written for many publications, including the Wall Street Journal, Time, the LA Times, New York Post, and much more. He blogs regularly at Law and Liberty. He's the author of two books, Accelerating Democracy, Transforming Government Through Technology, and Originalism and the Good Constitution. A Chicago resident, John provides valuable perspective uh, for City Journal on the Windy City. Uh, So today we're going to discuss the results of Chicago's recent mayoral election. So, John, thanks, as always, for joining us. Delighted to be here. So last week, Brandon Johnson, who's a Cook County board commissioner, defeated former Chicago Public Schools CEO Paul Vallis in Chicago's mayoral election. Now, both men are Democrats, yet ideologically, they were very far apart. Um, So I wonder if you, you know, for folks who haven't closely watched Chicago politics, can you just give us a brief introduction to these two men and summarize basically what they were running on? Certainly. Uh, Paul Vallis uh, was a longtime uh, educational leader of public schools, not only in Chicago, but in other areas like uh, uh, New Orleans and uh, Philadelphia. Uh, He um, uh, was a centrist uh, Democrat. Uh, He had run uh, a few times before for uh, political offices in Illinois, lieutenant governor and, and mayor before, and, and it hadn't gotten very far. But this time, uh, he uh, was the leader in the uh, initial uh, election. I should explain that uh, Chicago has a um, initial uh, election for mayor, a kind of jungle primary, nonpartisan. And he led with 35% of the vote running on a uh, tough on crime uh, platform because uh, Chicago's crime rate has gone up, uh, particularly with murders, uh, carjackings, and theft. Uh, and so it has given a sense of insecurity, uh, not only in places in the city where previously there was a sense of insecurity, but all over. And there were an enormous number of signs for Vallis in the business community uh, around the loop. Uh, Brandon Johnson is a very different kind of Democrat. Uh, He also comes up through the educational system, but through the Chicago Teachers Union. Chicago Teachers Union, of course, is a public sector union, but it is by far the most radical public sector union in Chicago with uh, Marxist theorists among uh, uh, its uh, 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 leaders in the past. And he uh, was a or union organizer until he was elected uh, not long ago uh, to a position as a Cook County commissioner, which is essentially is a, like a city council for all of Cook County, which includes uh, Chicago and at least its inner suburbs. And he ran on a very different uh, platform Uh, Previously, he had been enthusiastic for defunding the police as a political goal. He he stepped back from that, but he was not enthusiastic about hiring more policemen. Instead, his focus was on uh, increasing public spending, 
and finding new taxes to do that. And in fact, he, uh, uh, and I think this is what helped him win the election, he made the election a contest between what he described as a black labor and white wealth. So he was running on a both a racialist and a redistributionist uh, platform. You know, the, the final results, I think Johnson won with uh, 50, around 51 and a half percent of the, the vote and Ballas got 48 to 49 percent. Um, but many polls running up to Election Day had Vallis in the lead. I, I you know, you, you started just talking about this, but but what do you well, what do you think were the main factors behind Johnson's victory and how did the results break down demographically? The main factor, I think, was that Johnson was extremely successful in um, energizing uh, the black vote and, and also young people even of all races who, who certainly went strongly for him. Uh, and Vallis essentially did not expand uh, his vote, which was uh, very strong among uh, government workers in the north and nor- northwest of Chicago. Uh, and also in the business district in the area where I live, Streeterville, he certainly won those handily, but did not expand them. And uh, I think it's also important to note that Chicago has a smaller Asian community than some other cities, around 5%. Uh, Ballas won that handily, and that's not a surprise since uh, uh, Brandon Johnson is hardly likely to be sympathetic to uh, charter schools, uh, schools which are uh, decide on the basis of tests, uh, and those are prime issues for um, for, for 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 Asian Americans, uh, and uh, so that's essentially. And he split the Hispanic vote, maybe slightly won the Hispanic vote, and that was enough uh, in a very close election. He did a little worse among uh, uh, Lakeshore liberals uh, than uh, than Lightfoot, I think probably attributable to his radicalism and interest in uh, raising uh, taxes. But he still took a, a substantial uh, vote on, uh, from, from what, what might be described as gentry, gentry liberals, and that was uh, enough to be the difference. You know, you, you noted that uh, crime, public safety, that was a big issue um, in the run-up to the election, and there's, there's good reasons for that. Uh, Chicago's murder rate is very elevated. Um, you know, there's been a lot, of, a lot of commercial and vehicle theft. Uh, the police seem, you know, pretty demoralized. A lot of them are quitting, and many attributed uh, the the um, loss of uh, Lori Lightfoot, who was the mayoral incumbent in the runoff in the the, the first election, to her, her failure to you know do anything about the crime problem. So you noted that Johnson has backed away a bit from his defunding the police rhetoric, but um, I think it's fair to say that his broad vision is that he wants to boost social programs over uh, filling, you know, police vacancies. So, uh, you know, what what do you think's in store for Chicagoans when it comes to safety, and what do you think Johnson is going to do as as mayor when it comes to policing? Uh well, of course, um, safety is a concern of all mayors, and if the crime rate starts to go up, he's going to have difficulty, I think, in saying, well, wait until our social programs 
attack the root causes of crime. I think even some of his constituents, the people who voted for him, won't be very enthusiastic about that. But his difficulty is that he, his background is so hostile uh, to the police that I think a lot of police are just going to leave, uh, and and it's going to be hard to fill those slots. Now I should say uh, the police in Chicago are uh, have their own difficulties. I think not unrelated to the fact that they are also uh, a union. They strongly backed uh, Vallis, uh, but they have not always acted in a disciplined way, and. Uh, uh, so they do not have the best reputation in minority communities. That's a serious uh, problem. But I think the more serious problem will be just the depletion of police. And as I understand it, uh, it's harder to hire police now all over the country. And I assume that's true in Chicago, um, uh, not only uh, because of, it's become a job, uh, that's become more difficult and one that is uh, not as respected. So that is, I think, a real difficulty that faces Chicago, that a lot of police will, if they can retire, they'll retire. If they can find some other job, maybe a police job in the suburbs, they'll take that. And we'll just have a demoralized and demand, and demand as it were, uh, police force that really will be unable to do uh, very much. And that is a, a, a great danger to Chicago because already uh, the theft in Chicago has been threatening the one source of lifeblood. The Magnificent Mile is declining. Uh, I should explain it's the, it's the mile where the most uh, expensive stores are and which is uh, gets a lot of tourists into Chicago. And that's a, a deep, deep concern. And I don't see quite what his program would be uh, to reverse that. Uh, he's got to give a kind of confidence uh, that he has the police's back, at least when they operate uh, appropriately, that nothing in his background suggests he will. So, you know, more about the city's economy. Um, Chicago companies have long had to pay pretty high taxes. And now, as you, you just note, they're, they're needing to contend with um, metastasizing public disorder. Uh, so you would have to look at that as, as a pretty uncomfortable business environment. Uh, there's a lot more retail theft, so that, you know, some stores are closing. Um, and it's, it's harder, I imagine, to uh, attract employees to the city. So Boeing, United Airlines, uh, the, the hedge fund Citadel have all left the city in recent years. And it's quite possible that more might follow. So, you know, what, what are Johnson's policy proposals when it comes to the economic uh, uh, world? And uh, what do you think that that might suggest for the future of Chicago's business community? Uh, well, his policies are essentially to tax. Uh, businesses. Uh, that's really is almost entire policy towards businesses. Tax them in a whole variety of ways to have a tax on headcount. So the more, in other words, big businesses hire, the more they'll be taxed just per employee. Uh, he wants to also, uh, as I understand it, uh, raise uh, commercial real estate uh, taxes. Uh, he wants to um, um, uh, 
put a tax on financial transactions. Now that is already dead because the governor after Johnson's election announced that he was not in favor of it. And many of these uh, taxes, he will need to get uh, authority from Springfield, which of course is controlled by Democrats, but it's not obvious to me that they're going to be uh, enthusiastic about all of these taxes. And so the question is going to be, I think a difficult question for Johnson, he ran on this redistributionist campaign, is where is he going to get the money? One thing he said he's not eager to do is raise property taxes, because he says those are the wrong kind of taxes because they don't hit uh, rich people. I think the most likely kind of tax he's surely going to get through is what he calls a mansion tax on creating a, a transfer, higher transfer fees of housing over a million dollars. I just don't think that's going to get him, uh, while it may harm uh, real estate development, it's not going to get him, uh, I think, enough money uh, to do the sorts of things he wants to do. So one question is what he can do. Uh, some people who support him want to bring in a city income tax uh, of, on everyone over $100,000. I think that would run into constitutional problems here because we have a flat tax uh, uh, requirement uh, in the Illinois Constitution. I don't think you could get around that just by saying it's a city tax. So uh, that's a real problem for Johnson, a happy problem in some sense for Chicago, uh, uh, because... Uh, uh, if he does increase taxes, it's just likely to increase the flight of businesses. As you pointed out, already businesses are leaving Chicago. And they're leaving it because they face the certainty of future taxes, because uh, there are huge pension uh, deficits in Chicago. And Johnson's not saying he's going to use any of the money to retire those deficits. So those the people here are still going to be on the hook for those. So uh, the one hope, I think, for Chicago is that he's going to have difficulty raising uh, taxes. And I think this points up one, uh, the other hope is that more generally, uh, a mayor of Chicago isn't uh, all that powerful. He has to get uh, agreement to raise taxes, often from Springfield. He has to contend with a rather rambunctious group of aldermen who are often very well entrenched. Uh, so there may be difficulties, particularly, I think, on the revenue side. Uh, I don't know how Johnson's going to react to that. Uh, maybe uh, he'll react by uh, even amping up his rhetoric, which itself, of course, can be discouraging uh, to business. I, I guess a third positive thing, at least short term for Chicago, is the fact that the Democratic Party is going to have its uh, its convention in the city, so that might um, mean you know Johnson is going to feel a little restrained because you, you're going to want the city to look good, and, right? Yes, I think that's right. And I think particularly the governor is going to want to make it look good. Governor Pritzker fancies himself a presidential candidate, not this time, but almost surely next time. The last thing he needs is Chicago to go south on his watch. And I think Johnson's election creates a huge dilemma for Governor Pritzker, because he's been very much on the progressive side of the party, the left-wing side of the party. And so he doesn't want to seem to be out of step with a young black progressive. On the other hand, Many of Johnson's policies, I think as a factual matter, are going to be very problematic for 
growth and flourishing of Chicago. Uh, and so he's got to, in some sense, restrain Johnson without seeming to uh, shut him down. And that is, uh, a, that I think, in fact, is this is Pritzker's greatest political test. Was he otherwise? He's very wealthy. He can spend a lot of money on his elections. He's in a very democratic state with an overwhelmingly democratic legislature. He's a, he's got he's got a sunny sunny future ahead of him. But this is a this is a this is a very difficult problem that he's going to be contending with. And I do think it helps Chicago because it's another kind of constraint on what Johnson can do. Well, thank you very much, uh, John. As always, that was uh, extremely uh, precise and illuminating. Don't forget to check out John McGinnis's work on the City Journal website. That's www.city-journal.org. We'll link to his author page there in the description, and you can find him on Twitter at J-O-L-D-M-C-G-I-N-N. That's at J-O-L-D-M-C-G-I-N-N. You can also find City Journal on Twitter, at City Journal, and on Instagram, at City Journal underscore MI. And as always, if you like what you've heard on the podcast, please give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Uh, John McGinnis, thanks very, very much. Uh, looking forward to uh, more of your work uh, in City Journal. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us for the weekly 10 Blocks podcast featuring urban policy and cultural commentary with City Journal editors, contributors, and special guests.